Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Special thanks to all of you that took time to call us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. We are going to continue with texts spliced into the next hour of the show on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted. They're doing ours right now. Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. Second hour of orders now brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer, the ideal place to start your daily vacation. And do want to mention, uh, we're heading back to California tonight. Tonight, 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 we're going to have a launch party for everybody that's on the orders now, roadie to Las Vegas. And uh, this April, uh, going to sunny California with New West Travel, you fly to L.A., watch the orders against the King and the Ducks. This new West travel package includes airfare, four nights at the Marriott LA, lower bowl game tickets for both games, and a welcome reception with yours truly with special guests. For the California Hockey Road Trip, reach out to newwesttravel.com. One of those special guests uh, in New York City is our next guest. For Aquarian Renovations, an experience worth sharing, get started today at AquarianRenovations.com. He is our headliner today for Will Hawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. We welcome back to the show, Mark Spector. Hello, Speck. How you doing? Uh, not so bad. Bobby, how's it going out there? Good. Uh, came in a studio to take calls. Uh, I would tell you that some, you know, there were some good suggestions. There's a lot of concern about the uh, compete level with the team, especially on the back end. Yep. Uh, and you got to win home games. And the team's 0-4-1 in their last five. Uh, you know, you know how much I like Evan Bouchard. I was pretty exasperated with Evan in last night's game because just no intensity uh, when he had the puck at all. Give me your take on what went down last night. Well, this is a team that does lack, you know, uh, the ability to, to figure out what the game is and play it for any length of time. Like, I guess I thought that, Bob, that this was a club that from about mid-Feb on last year gave us three months of really consistent hockey. They figured out what, you know, every player figured out how to add to the picture, and they played a relatively consistent game the rest of the regular season and two rounds of playoffs. And sure, Colorado was better. They lost. I get it. But I thought that this season we wouldn't have a problem trying to figure out what this team, what the identity of this team is, how they have to, what everybody has to do to give me the same, you know, give fans the same game for more than three games in a row. And they were absolutely struggling with that. Evan Bouchard is a microcosm. He can't give you three good games in a row without leaving two guys wide open between him and his goalie. 
you know, as a team, they can't give you three games, four or five games in a row where they play three periods. Sure, you lose to Winnipeg. You played a great game, you lost to Winnipeg. These things happen. But taking 40, 20 minutes off last night, there's no excuse for this team to take 20 minutes off. No yeah. excuse at all. Bob. Well, and, there, and there's no excuse going 0-4-1 over a five-game run. Uh, at home. Darn right, losing to Vancouver and Anaheim. Right? Like, Absolutely not. You know, and, and the so way What are the repercussions, I guess I'd ask you? Like, I still see all the same guys playing all the same minutes, right? Holloway still barely plays. Yamamoto plays a ton. Yeah. You know, Pugliarvi's on the first line every night. I can't figure that out. He's in my press box, the way he's playing. Uh, Bouchard's playing all the time. Nima Linen's in the press box. Like, if you make all these, if Darnell Nurse coughs up two pucks against St. Louis, costs him a hockey game. Does he miss a shift? He doesn't miss a shift. All right. So but, let's. You hit on something today or last night in your piece, and you know I feel this way. My expectation, like when I sit there and reference stats, like the Oilers are the only team in the league with their last ten first round picks still in the organization. Yeah. My expectation, Mark, was that this was going to be a step forward year for five former first round picks and one second round. Yeah, pick. So for so sure, gonna, right? Paul Yarby, fourth yep. overall, twenty sixteen. The guy's got three goals. Uh, the Yamamoto, 22nd overall, 2017. He's got two goals. Uh, Bouchard, on defense, 2018 first-round pick, has been a major disappointment, not come close to the level that he was at last year. I would not, trade him. I would not trade him, by the way, Speck. I, I, yeah. you gotta, you got to get through. Uh, McLeod, second-round pick in 2018. This guy wants more minutes, play better. Uh, 2019 first-round pick, Broberg. He, he had a job. This, he's been hurt three times. Yep. He's averaging 12 minutes a game. And Holloway, I, I, I guess I'm going to give Bush, uh, Broberg and Holloway a little bit of a... But those other four guys, I didn't include Fogel because he's not a drafted and developed Oilers prospect. But I am concerned that none of those six guys seems to be taking a step forward, Spec. What about you? Absolutely. We're just talking about that upstairs ball, particularly the first-round picks that you speak of. Like none, all of these guys have taken a step backwards this year. Bouchard, Yamamoto, uh, Pugliarvi, you know, Broberg. I agree with you. He's still very young, but he hasn't taken a step forward, right? And he's hurt all the time. Uh, those first round picks are, you know, those look like some, a couple of pillars in that group and they're not at this point. They're not. So, uh, yeah, well, that's very valid concern, Bob. I can't add much to it. All right. Well, what is the solution for Ken Holland? Or what? I mean, I think we both agree it has to come internal to begin with. Or yeah. does this accelerate the process for Ken Holland to get busy? He is being compensated, Spec, at a very fair rate. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I know that that's the one line you hear all the time. He's high as paid Jim, so he should be getting something done. Listen. In a cap world, I think people have to realize this. He's only got so much that he can give up. You know, uh, for instance, we all talk about Puyarvi going the other way to make salary cap room. You can't trade Puyarvi three times, right? So you can't trade your first round pick three times. So if he he's got one good trade in him here, but you can't create a market where a market doesn't exist. You know, I, I'm telling you, if you make that big trade today, it's going to have to last you because it's the last big trade you get this year. You don't get two because they don't have the market capital, Bob. They don't have the cap space and they don't have the prospects. 
You know, so uh, I think you're right. He needs to make a trade. I think he will make a trade. But I think he's like any poker player. He's looking at the cards and he's waiting to make his move. And I don't, history tells us, Bob, history tells us that that the moves, the, the, the market improves, the prices come down, and more guys are available the closer we get to the deadline. Because more teams are out of it at that point, Mark. What I would say is I I do think he can make two moves if if he moves money back on two different fronts. So let's just say, let's just say, I'll throw a scenario at it. Yeah, okay. So so I think we can agree they need to address the D. Is that fair? Oh, for sure. Okay, that's probably the big move that involves Pugliarvi's contract and a first-round pick and a secondary prospector pick, something like that, right? right. Well, depending on who I'm bringing in. I mean, if it's a UFA, I'm not sure I have to give up that much, but keep going, Bob. Whoa, 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 whoa. What did Sherratt go for? He went for a first. What did, uh, what did Savard go for? He went for a first and a third. That's kind of like, that's the going rate is a first and a third for these guys. That is okay. And if you're including Pugliarvi, are does he have positive trade equity right now? Yeah, probably not. All right. Not. So I think I, I think your bigger move is for the D. I do think they need to change. They need a different type of player in their bottom six and a guy that, that, that has a unique set of skills. It doesn't have to be an enforcer. It has to be a hard, firm, competitive player. You know I like mm-hmm. Lafferty. And then somebody says to me, he's only got one goal, you idiot, over the last. I'm like, figure it out here. I, I don't want Lafferty to come in and score. They can score enough. They need a guy that can actually check, that can kill penalties. It's a right shot that that is better than 50% in the face-off circle because their uh, face-offs have been uh, drowning for the last six weeks here. They've gone from 51 down to 49% collectively as a team because some younger guys haven't taken a step forward in the face-off circle. I digress, Mark. That's why I like Lafferty. So yeah. I think they got two moves in them. Two moves, uh, and and it might cost them a first, and then a second and a third. Okay, it might be a first and a third for the D with, and then maybe a second to get a good competitive player we that knows how to play. Because Mark, we're watching a guy in Yanmark that knows how to play. Absolutely. Right, absolutely. Yeah, Mark's been playing above his pay grade for quite a while here uh, with Nugent Hopkins, which has often been on the second line, or certainly at times. And, he's and so has carried him. To, and Costin has too. They both carried themselves very well. Those are your two depth guys that are giving you more than you you asked for from them. Yeah. Unfortunately, they're probably yeah, Derek Ryan's. You know, he's I think he's got what's he got five goals. Uh, Derek Ryan's been okay in a fourth line role, but there's that's it for the depth guys that are helping around here. That's for sure, Mark. Derek Ryan has played under 30 minutes five on five this year with one of McDavid or Dreisaitl. Okay, he still has five goals on the season. Yeah, Paul Yarvey and Yamamoto, between the two of them, have played over 400 minutes with one of McDavid or Dreisaitl. They have hmm. five goals <laughs> between them. Listen, I think that, uh, the, uh, I think they miss when we talk about all these acquisitions. This team very much misses what Mike Smith brought to the team. And the level of accountability that he brought, yep. and Duncan Keith, yep. and Tyson Berry. I just asked Tyson Berry about that twenty minutes ago, and he said, "You know, yeah, we really miss those guys." But he says, "I'm the second oldest guy in the team, and some of us guys have to figure out how to how to bring what those veterans brought." Yeah. Also, Chris Russell. Everyone out there was hating on Chris Russell. They hated, they they hated the on Jessica. Duncan Keith too. You like the yeah, Duncan Keith trade. I like the Duncan right. Keith trade. And here we are a year later, and the guys in the room who really know. 
they say, man, we miss Duncan Keith, we miss Chris Russell, we miss Mike Smith. And there is intangibles, Bob, that all those guys brought, even though you can't quantify them. Those intangibles are the reason why this team's making the same mistakes in January it was making in November and why there's no consistency here. Because the accountability in that room among the players isn't where it was. And if Ken Holland's looking at bringing guys in, he might find a guy that has a strong voice. Yeah, well, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting it to change. Uh, Would you trade Bouchard? I would not. In the right deal, I would for sure. You'd yeah. be looking at an off-seat. You need to make the money work this year during the season because you got cap issues. I, I, I wouldn't trade him. I just ride it out with him. Okay, I'm listen. I, I'm not telling you I'm right. I'm saying that my door is open to talking about it. The good thing about him, he's, he's coming off of an entry-level um, contract this year, and he's not going to be that expensive next. He hasn't done anything to get a big pay raise. His agents, right? If his agent's smart, he does a one-year deal and keeps the price point down. Well, or at least a two-year deal, that's right. The team's going to want more years. But my point would be this, Bob. Uh, I'm watching this player, and, I, I, you know, you never know with young defensemen. You know what he reminds me of, Bob? A guy that went on to win a couple of Stanley Cups. He reminds me of Justin Schultz. Yeah, I think he's better than Justin Schultz, but mm-hmm. you think? Right, right now he hasn't been. I mean, let's no. not forget, uh, Justin Schultz, in his four years at Edmonton spec, was minus 78. Because yep. he was playing too high, and and last year on a way worse team, though, on a no, way worse team. At no point in Justin Schultz's tenure, and and I I really liked Justin Schultz. I thought it was, and he needed to go for himself. He was happy to get traded. He couldn't handle. Yeah. He was done. He was tired of the negative energy. Um, it was a worse team, Bob. That team didn't have a chance. Right, and he was a, he was playing way too many minutes. All those things. I, uh, Evan Bouchard is not subjected to the the same developmental process that this team subjected Justin Schultz to. No, Justin Schultz didn't Schultz. have a prayer here. Bouchard's had more than a prayer, and he's not doing much with it right now. Well, and, and you know, last year, Mark, he was six in the league in points per 65 and five scoring amongst NHL defensemen. I'm shocked that it has gone this. He's clearly missed Duncan Keith. By the way, Mark, if it's me, I, I break Broberg. I know they, they moved away from Broberg and Bouchard. I've, I haven't understood why they played one in Niemelainen or Broberg with Bouchard for the last month and a half. I, I, yep. I'd play a veteran with Bouchard to settle down. Agreed? Absolutely. Look, um, at, you know, look at how good he looked next to Keith. All right, so to this total curveball. Yeah. Jakob Vrana. Yeah. Uh, do you know over his last 120 games, he has more even strength goals than uh, than Leon Dreisaitl? Yeah, I do know that. <laughs> Somebody tell you that? Uh, yeah, I do know that, Paul. So, uh, you know, there's a. Uh, I mean, there's another one. There's salary cap issues. So they would have to take. They would have to. Years. They would have to take co- a contract back or two. Uh, he's had some. He has been in the substance abuse, uh, you know, the NHL program, and we're very Mark. It's a different era, different generation, right? We're very open minded to that, and good for him for getting some help and doing what he needs to do, and mm-hmm. you know, um, no, good for him. All of those things are great, but I want to know this: what player am I getting? Yeah, right. What player am I getting coming out of there? That's that's. It sounds callous, but if I'm trading for a, a player for my hockey team. Uh, I'm respectful of his personal issues, but the most important thing for me is what kind of player am I getting? And I'm not sure we know that. Well, uh, let me ask you this. Uh, when the Oilers inquired on Evander Kane, as I recall, were you for yep. or against that? 
Well, I didn't know. I was, I'll tell you, I was against it. I didn't like the whole moral thing. And he has been a fantastic hockey player in his team. And when we talk about voices in the room that make you more competitive and yeah. guys that hold their teammates to account, boy, they're missing this guy in their dressing room every day. Yeah. Absolutely true. Yep. And so we don't know. Like, we don't know with Rana. All I know is the guy has an abundance of talent and he can score he five on he can score five on five. I have no idea what he's going through. And and, and all I'm gonna say is different generations have different issues. You and me grew up a time where a lot of us drank too much. This generation they don't drink as much. Maybe they're they're into different things, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, and sure. so I just, I don't judge. I just accept <laughs> that's the way it is. Because the older you get, Mark, the more you realize, the less you know, except when you're talking yeah, to me, because you, know. you know I know everything. So, <laughs> hey, um, anything else of note today? Uh, no, I, you know, what's of note today is this, they had a players meeting this morning. Yes, they did. Uh, and they had a lot to say to each other in that players meeting. Good. So the uh, fans out there listening to this show, I know you're concerned. I know you're pretty much fed up with a team that, you think is supposed to be better than they are, and they're not, I can say this to you. The guys inside that room are feeling exactly the way you're feeling. They're fed up with it, too. They're sick of losing. And uh, they are doing everything they can to figure out what the heck's going on here. And that includes pointing some fingers this morning at each other. And I think that's one of the best things that could happen in that room, Bob. Mark, when this show's crappy, I just want you to know it's usually my fault. All right, thanks, man. All right, Bobby, see you later. See ya. 122 at Edmonton. This is the quote from Jay Woodcroft today. We're in 2023 right now. Patience has an expiration date. That one from Jay Woodcroft. All right, uh, I do want to tell you, Japanese Village for 50 years, Edmonton's destination for a celebration for the census. Reserved today at jvedmonton.ca. Last night's game wasn't the only sold-out game in Edmonton. We'll talk about that when we return on NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Was that guy trolling us from Calgary earlier today? They gotta think about trading dry saddle right now. Are you on planet Soltar? I called into Brian Hall in the early 1990s. Luke Richardson was in the last year of his deal. He was in the last year. I'm like, Halsey, they gotta think about getting an asset for Luke Richardson. I don't wanna talk about that. I don't wanna. Anyways. That was a little bit different. It was in the last year of the deal. Uh, it is time for the Oilers Injury Report, brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. You know, Trent Brown uh, was a two-time CFL All-Star, won a great cup with the then-named Edmonton Eskimos, big supporter of the Edmonton Oilers and the Edmonton Elks, are James H. Brown, and of Evander Kane. And Evander Kane is ahead of schedule. Uh, I, I know at one point it looked like maybe mid-March, uh, I think February 7th at the absolute latest when the orders come off their bye week. Uh, Ryan Murray is out as well with the back issue right now. We are going to go to NHL today for elite promotional marketing. Your local branded merchandising specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com and here 
is Brendan Escott. Yeah, just uh, three games in the league tonight. Detroit home to New Jersey, Minnesota hosting Tampa, and Anaheim entertaining Dallas. Oilers and Islanders clash at Rogers Place tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, uh, live on 6.30, Chad. Jimmy VC inking a two-year contract extension. It'll pay him $800,000 a season. 29-year-old journeyman in his second stint with the Blue Shirts. Canada and the U.S. meet in uh, semifinal action at the World Juniors in Halifax tonight. That'll be a great one to watch. Bakersfield home to Ontario tonight. Oil Kings return to action Friday at home against Medicine Hat. Saturday there in Lethbridge. And the U of A Golden Bears, Bob, you teased this. They beat the Ukrainian under-25 national team 5-1 at the Claire Drake last night. It was a packed barn. Looked like a great time and a lot of fun for everybody involved there. Ian Herbert's group resuming conference play against the Mount Royal Cougars. Home and home weekend set starts at home on Friday. Yeah, the Bears are in second right now. They're ranked, uh, I think, third or fourth in the country. I'm on the top ten committee, but we haven't done them for about a month. Uh, Mount Royal's got a pretty good team. Calgary's the team that's ahead of Alberta right now in the standings. All right, the boys at Brent Ridge have got an important message for you if you're thinking, oh, wait, this is an old liner. Uh, let's do this. Uh, you know what? Uh, Brent Ridge Ford, uh, out on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin, they are your Ford truck authority, and they do service good. They don't just sit there and sell you a vehicle and forget about you. If there's any issues at all, uh, Brent Ridge Ford out of Wetaskiwin have a tremendous service department. That we can tell you for sure. Um so you can re- reach out to Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang. Uh, and you know what? They got lots of repeat customers, and that's because that's how well they treat their uh, uh, the people that purchase their vehicles. So there you have it. All right, Brendan, I have ignored a ton of questions. Let's get to it. Uh, Sparky Kev says, Bob, that was a pretty decent Brian Hall impression right there. Well, we all tried him. I mentioned at the start of the show that I used to bartend at most sports parlor, and I tried to do lots of... Uh, is it Frank uh, Calandio? Is he the guy that does all the uh, NFL? Uh, yeah. It's, it's funny. Um, uh, Andy from downtown says, Bobby, we need to manage things as best we can and minimize the damage until Evander King gets back. We'll be okay then. The boys just got to hold the fort. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure of that. I think that they've got to add at least one defenseman and one forward. That's that's my own. Uh, this texter comes in. Further to what you, Inspector, are talking about, I think the guy to target for leadership accountability and win some draws is Jonathan Taze. Hmm. Him in the third spot would allow us to dump Poliarvi or Yamamoto because Nuge can move up. Plus, Taze is 65% the season on the draw. He fixes so many things, defensively sound, wins draws, won at all multiple time, and adds so much to the room, just like Duncan Keith did. Pieces going to Chicago would be the hardest part. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's interesting. By the way, Sir Valley basically said on yesterday's show that Jake McCabe, uh, seven teams on his no-trade list, seven Canadian teams. I know there were some people that thought McCabe might be a good fit. That's that's an interesting perspective on Jonathan Tays. I was told at one time the Hawks did not think they were going to get a number one for him. Eh. I like Jonathan Tays. It's hard not to like Jonathan Tays. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, David Staples. We haven't heard from him the last few weeks from the Cult of Hockey.